Hello and welcome to the International Families Project Podcast. I'm Luisa. Hello, I am Selva. And together we're going to be interviewing six families that have international background. Join us on our journey of exploration of how is it to live in an international family. The motivation for this podcast uh, comes from the fact, as you can hear from our accents, we are international, uh, meaning we live in a different country than we were born and we have partners who come from a different country and ours and we speak several languages at home and our kids grow up in this international setting and we suspect, no, we know that that's not just us. There are many of us out there and getting more who are in the same situation. So this curiosity, this uh, a, a story of ours, inspire us to go on this journey of this podcast with uh, six different episodes. And uh, we hope that you enjoy it and get inspired just like we did. Okay, we're on air. Perfect. So, um, we are here with Daniel and Marco. And, um, yeah, maybe you can just tell us a bit about yourself. So, you know, how old you are and, yeah, just whatever you feel relevant. Um, okay, well, you want to go first? You go first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I am the youngest one. Um, my name is Daniel. I am around 19. And um, yeah, I enjoy doing music and stuff like that. And um, yeah, uh, and I'm here with my brother that wants to introduce himself right now. Yeah, um, I'm Marco. I go to the school, uh, Aarhus School of Architecture. Um, I'm 22 years old and I'm the big brother of Daniel. Um, <laughs> like... Yeah, that's really all there is <laughs> to me. Yeah, yeah, but the interesting thing is that you guys, uh, like in all families we interview in this project, uh, you have international backgrounds, right? So um, you yeah. are... Yeah. yeah, we have international background. It's it, We are used to it, so it's not... It's, it's strange, strange talking about it um, because we have grown up with it. <laughs> so maybe you can tell us about where you guys from, what is this international background you have, where your mom from, where your dad's from, where are you guys from, your sister? Well, um, of course, it depends a lot on, on who you ask. But if you ask me, I am 100% Danish because, you know, you're born in Denmark. But my mother is Brazilian. Um so with with the Brazilian background, I am I am what you would call in Denmark a half Dane, which I don't really want to be characterized under, but that's uh, that's kind of it. Um, we have been living here our entire lives, so we are not really connected to Brazil in that way. Um, but yeah, we we are we have mixed parents, and that's that's kind of that's kind of cool, I think. <laughs> Yeah, in general, I think we all um, like we all think of ourselves being 
Brazilian. No, not not being Brazilian, but Danish. Uh, and the same goes for my sister. Even though she grew up in Brazil um, and moved here when she was five years old. Um, but we have a different cultural backgrounds. So sometimes um, when culture clash- clashes um, between uh, us and and real things, um, you can you can sense the difference somehow. Uh-huh. Is it something you you use like, you know, uh let's say um I don't know, something annoys you and you're like, "Oh, it's so Danish." Or like or someone tells you like, "Oh, it's because you're Brazilian." I mean, do you encounter that? Um yeah, I, I have encountered it. Um me being a playful character by default and the same goes for my brother. I don't think it's a cultural thing, but usually it just gets like put upon us. Um, it's not really a choice we have. It's just us being different from the beginning and being playful from the beginning. And then it's Brazilian. Tu Brasiliansk. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think what, what I feel like with the, with the whole thing, Danish Brazilian thing and when I feel like oh that's so Danish it's like there are a big of cultural differences especially here in Denmark where they drink like they drink a shit ton of alcohol I'm not, I'm not gonna lie they they drink like a lot of alcohol and that's something that's can be very different from our culture because here in Denmark party culture is something that I think everyone can understand right and every country parties differently but when we're from Brazil it's like You walk into a party, it's 100%. You know, you, you go in, everybody wants to talk to you. Whereas here in Denmark, you have to drink a lot of alcohol first, which is something that I really don't like about, the, especially like some of the Danish culture. And that's where I'm like, oh, that's Danish. You need to drink to be funny. I don't. So that's okay. where I can feel left out. <laughs> so you can really like use both. Uh, I mean, I totally get it. I'm kind of uh, the same. Also, this kind of thing, like, oh, that's so Swedish, and a Polish person would never do that. Although I, yeah, I'm not really Polish anymore. I also see myself as Swedish, but I totally feel you. It kind of it feels. Uh, it's good to have like this. Um, in a way, I I personally think it's good to have this uh, stereotypes to kind of pull out of the closet, like when needed, you know, somehow. But it's of course not good when they put on top of you do you know and do you know um do you know a lot of other international families like do your friends like is is it more um uh, is that do you have a lot of friends who also have mixed parents um yeah in my case i have some but that's because they're from um from norway um so it's not like a big difference um <clears throat> and in general there aren't many mixed children um in Denmark in general not in that school that we were in uh because we were in a private school so it was different um but let me ask you something because when you talk about oh we grew up different we have a it's a different cultural background with cultural a difference uh, in cultures clashes so comparing to your very very Danish friends and you guys and in your upbringing what do you see different? What was it that, that you saw different from your friends? 
for me personally a lot of 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 like what i feel is appropriate and what i feel is like good manner can sometimes be different i think one of the things that i don't that i dislike is people like sniffing the food or trying to smell it putting their nose in the food for yeah, me, you don't that do is, that. You that is un, that. that is really unpolite. I feel like that's very unpolite and it's pretty disgusting, to be honest. But that's something Danish people seem fit when they walk into my kitchen and like, oh, you're making food. Let me lift up the lid and then sniff it. For me, that's like, and it's and it's a lot of this the small things that we have have got together, like those annoying things. It's also like. It can be stuff from eating Brazilian food to to like just me having curls that can be. It's it's not like the big things are different for me, but it's a lot of the small things which makes me stand out more. And they like to point to more than they're like, oh, my whole background is different, which is not. But it's oh, you have these small things in your background or your cultural background from your mother that makes a difference, you know. Mm, I yeah, see. Also, with the thing when people go um, go in your house with their shoes on, that's. Danes just do that, and I literally just can't. <laughs> it, it's so irritating when people walk in my house with shoes on. See, that's when the Scandinavian people are just apart. <laughs> Nobody would ever do that in Sweden. Seriously? <laughs> that's so funny. Okay. Is there is there anything... Um, but okay, but the other way around. Is there anything that you would consider like... Brazilian, ugh, uh, why do you do that in Brazil? I mean, you Brazilian. Is there anything like that as well? Or is it more just towards the Danish setting? kind of? Well, well yeah, I, I think so. But again, it's the small things which make me feel like that. One of the things is that we were we were out traveling with our family and one of our, our, our family members from Brazil were there. And they were shocked at the beach that we didn't wear like Speedos. And that's like, that's where we're like... <laughs> I know it's weird, but it's the small things which makes me think like that. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to wear Speedos at the beach. That is very Brazilian. That's where I feel like, they, why are the Brazilians doing that? Or are Brazilians always talking about Jesus in every possible way they can? Like, I don't see it fitting. It's like, oh, my God, I have just made a, this assignment for school, which wasn't even important. Thank you, Jesus, for helping me. Thank you. I'm like, why are you praying to Jesus right now? You just did your job, you know? <laughs> me, that's, 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 that's Brazilian. That's very Brazilian. Yeah, and also they use a lot um, for the love of God. Oh, meu Deus. Oh, meu Deus. Oh, meu Deus. Like in every sentence. <laughs> it's not necessary at all <laughs> oh, sorry. okay um, do you guys speak uh, Portuguese the Brazilian Portuguese of course yeah do you speak it very well like do you did you like can you would you get by and like can you like go to school in Brazil and that will be a problem could be uh, because I've learned to read and write um, but the way I pronounce things and and my grammatics are a bit off. Yeah, um, I think right now I couldn't, but if I were in Brazil for like a month, I would probably do well. I could do well in school. Um, what were the languages that you guys spoke at home from the very beginning? Like um, also including your mom and your dad, what language did they speak together? How was that? We had... English, Danish, and Portuguese. Um, so we had a, a mixed match of a lot of things. 
So uh, when I grew up, I took the shortest word from each uh, language and made my uh, trilingual uh, language that way. Um, <laughs> That's so cool. And I don't know if, if Daniel did the same really, but I remember I, I did it. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't really read languages like that. I remember from a young age being very... I was very fast to pick up on English because I wanted to understand what my parents were talking about without me knowing. Um, and pretty soon they couldn't. So I was pretty fast to picking up English English, and a lot of different languages haven't really been, I don't think so. I haven't tried, but I feel like, especially now in school, I have Spanish also. It is not really difficult to pick up because I am very used to hearing different um different languages all the time and that's something i feel like if you hear danish all the time especially for danish people whenever there is a language that they are like oh i don't understand the language they're just like that's it's pure pure puke it sounds like someone vomiting whereas i'm like i can hear the syllables and i want to understand i can somehow make a connection and kind of understand a lot of it because i know portuguese and i know danish where danish people are more like ah, oh, not danish i don't understand anything you know how was it? Yeah. Do you have any interesting story from maybe your friends coming to your place maybe for, you know, playing and stuff and then suddenly listening to your mom speaking in Portuguese or just giving Brazilian food to the to your friends? Do you have any yeah. interesting yeah. story? Definitely. The thing with food in particular, because I... Um, I really like my food, so when people disrespect my food, I I can't get a bit angry. And um, sometimes when Danes see food, they don't know how it tastes. Um, and we have like um, which is like a bean, um, like a, a bean stew with uh, rice. And I've had a lot of friends come here and say that it looks disgusting. Um, or, or not even eating it, and then simply me forcing the food down uh, to them and actually <laughs> making them eat almost a whole pot because they actually liked it, uh, despite them saying that it was that it that she didn't like it before tasting it. Um, yeah, for me, one of the things that. is, yeah, and and I want to agree on that because when when our mother made food and whenever we have like she makes a lot of food danish people don't like to eat like every single piece of the cow they want the good stuff of the cow everything that they don't seem fit to eat they throw out and we have always been happy to read everything at home you know so <laughs> so like what they they only want the good lines of the, especially the calf we love the tongue that's not something you eat very much in denmark and we love like chicken hearts is something you eat a lot in Brazil. But in Denmark, I have come people come here and they look like, why are you eating this? And I'm like, it's, it's, that's a different story, but it's amazing. But, um, but basically a lot of them is like, if it looks disgusting or they in their eyes, of course, but if it's something that they mean is not meant for eating and in an animal, they're just like, like nope, I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to eat that without trying or without like really knowing how the food is made, even though someone has put like 36 hours into it because making cow's tongue, it takes time, right? They don't care because it's not something they like. 
you know, and it's not something they seem fit to be in a supermarket, so they're not gonna eat it. Wow, <laughs> it's it's great, and it's it's like it's so you know the, the the funny part is like it's really you can take these stories and you can put them almost in any like country combination, you know, and it's kind of the same. It's really, uh, you know, I mean, Polish people eat a lot of uh, chicken hearts, by the way. <laughs> tried to cook for my husband. He puked almost. <laughs> so, I don't know why. It's delicious. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but, but isn't Polish food like um, soup, water with potatoes and, and, uh, and cabbage or something? I see how ignorant you are about ecologies. <laughs> are you insulting my food? <laughs> I actually, actually, there is uh, just a quick question. Uh, there is a strawberry dish with rice. Is my it? friend, uh, my Polish friend, um, showed me that one that his mom brought to Denmark when she moved to Denmark. Well, the problem is that I'm not so Polish anymore. So I can also, like, I have also these, like, nostalgia moments, you know, like, uh, oh, pierogies with blueberries, mm, you know. Mm. But I, I would never do it myself. I don't have time, you know, to deal with that. <laughs> it takes hours now. It takes a grandmother to do this kind of food, you know, <laughs> traditional food. <laughs> Six hours of cooking tongue. Oh, my God. When would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, busy, yeah. busy. <laughs> I, I want to say you, you mentioned something about like what you said a lot of the different um, people from mixed households all over the world will, will feel this and a lot of my friends who are from I have a lot of friends who are mixed I also have a lot of very Danish friends and we love talking about a lot of the differences because all all my mixed friends it doesn't matter if they are from singapore or if they are from i don't know greenland a lot of us have a lot more in common and we instantly like click bitter because we have a lot of things where we're like yeah that's too dangerous like this <laughs> <laughs> you know it's so so interesting before you guys arrive um, we were talking about the music and uh listening to you know, loud sounds that can be very cultural, but in Denmark it's like a put it down, put it down, be sane, be quiet. And as I met your mom, she has always been the kind of like welcoming, uh, bringing everyone to her place and having parties, not for the sake of just getting drunk, because she's not like that, but it's for the encounters, meeting people, uh, cultures, music, dancing, like in a way transporting yourself to to your imaginary home. How was it for you? Because you guys grow up in that kind of culture with your mom at home. Yeah, and, and I think that's why, as I said earlier, my, my view on alcohol and the Danish way of partying is is I don't it's like it it's not partying because we know how to we are from a Brazilian household you know we know how to party and how come that every single party that I have been to with my mother has been lit it has been crazy and not like not a single person needs to be completely shit-faced or drunk for it to be funny whereas the Danish is like they need to be comfortable drunk before talking and I feel like here with a lot of the 
parties we hold with like the mix houses, it's more about the talking with a lot of people and making the new um, connections with people and new contacts with people than, than the Danish is more about like getting drunk and just being drunk for the sake of it. We don't have that as the same way in our house, at least. Yeah, you know, and also... Oh. No, go ahead. Okay, um, the, the party thing is also like in Brazil partying is a family um, social gathering here it's partying is something that happens after you've been drinking so the the age gap in uh, in brazilian parties is a lot uh, is a lot wider than here in uh, in denmark because we go to to parties with people of equal age and stuff but in brazil it's literally everyone that dances with everyone that's the thing I've noticed a lot uh, when partying here, right to Brazil. Some more generations mixing together, like, yeah, uh, yeah hanging out. Yeah. Uh, you know, but what I find really interesting is because you said, like, in the beginning, uh, no, 100% Dane, I'm 100% Dane, but um, now you guys have been always saying, like, us, you know, as the as the Brazilians. So yeah. it's, it's kind of <laughs> interesting. Well, well, it's, it's kind of, it's like this. I, I always say I am 100% Dane, but I have Brazilian background. And of course there is some Brazilian me, but when you ask me, I, I have lived in Denmark. I am born Danish. I have a Danish passport and I don't really, I have my, I have some family in Brazil, but I'm still, I don't like the definition of half because how can you be half Brazilian? That that doesn't make sense, you know. That's like you you can't be half Brazilian. It's like either you are. Wait, I have, now I have fun. Let me think here. Yeah, it's like either, you, you have you haven't been born halfway in Brazil and then plopped no, out in Denmark, right? There is no Danish Brazilian <laughs> border, you know. Like it's it's either you are in the house or you're not in the house, and either and and for some people it's like ah you're not Danish because you have a Brazilian mother, but how about my father? He's completely Danish, you know. Does that does it make me less Danish that I have Brazilian heritage? No, I don't think so. Um, I still think I think I'm still a Dane by the core because a lot of my core values are still Danish. Mm. Where do you guys see your future? Like, do you want to stay in Denmark? Like, I mean, you don't. I mean, probably you don't have like very fixed plans for the next five years, you know. But like, you know, where do you see yourself living? Um. Definitely not in Denmark. Um, I'm on that it's, one. It's it's way too bureaucratic, um, <laughs> and there it's it's not it it isn't open to a lot of culture and differences. It's mm. really really closed. And for example, in Berlin, um, everyone are open to you. It's it's just different. Uh, there's just a difference in in everything. What I want to say about people are only saying this thing about they oh they love paying their taxes. They do. But there is a lot of, like, there is something rotten in Denmark, as Shakespeare says, right? There is a lot <laughs> of things that doesn't work here that people don't want to talk about. We have, like, a huge problem with, with young people here being depressed that we don't want to give recognition. And a lot of things in Denmark, how the Danish people are soulless sometimes, you know? And that's where I feel less Danish even though. But they 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 don't believe in anything. They're just like... They they don't do anything. They don't they they just go to work and get home. It's not like they have at least some some belief. They don't believe in any higher higher power. And I feel like that for me personally, as I'm conservative at that point, 
is that you need to believe in something, have some culture. A lot of them have casted it aside for for getting a, a job or career and, and a lot of the religious or spiritual things about what makes us human, they have cast aside, I feel like, for, for being a bit more like a computer. So when you when you talk about your identity and you explain a, that you are not half, which I which I understand, and uh, and now you're talking about spiritual identity. And you're saying that Danish people barely believe in something above us, all right? So where do you see, how do I identify yourself on a spiritual level then? Well, I, I am spiritual, but I'm not like, I'm not a, I'm not a Catholic Christian or, or something like that, but I still, I, I believe a lot in like universe and powers like that. Um, mostly because uh, it's basic, basic physics. You never die. Your matter just got, gets converted. And a lot of people here don't even want to believe that. It's just like you die and you die. There is not anything to die for, you know? Um, and a lot of it here is that Danish people are very soulless. I think a lot of people will tell you that also, that sometimes it's too systematic, you know? It's... Yeah. And how do you see spirituality in Brazil or from your Brazilian uh, background? Like Dana told earlier, the, the earlier part, literally bringing Jesus every into everything. <laughs> Shot a man. Oh my God, Jesus. Oh my God, no. Like... <laughs> Okay, but, so you basically need like a middle place, not too uh, yeah. secular, but not too uh, Jesus uh, heavy. The, the okay. problem is yeah, that I'm agnostic. I'm agnostic uh, when it comes to spirituality. Um, I, I go with whatever is available um, and what I believe in, um, and it it gets shaped through my life. Um, so in terms of that, I only believe in the things I know and if I don't have an answer to things I make my own understanding of it until I get an answer to it I also feel like well, now that you mentioned before it's just like a side step from, from Mark or what he said about spirituality but um, with with the difference between like Danish and, and Brazilian we of course there is a lot of things we love about Brazil the culture is, is, is there is plenty of culture there is a lot of minorities and there is a lot of from from our point of view a lot of a lot of good things but there is also a lot of bad and I know we have been criticized in Denmark but there is a lot of good things I know I said they don't like to pay tax and a lot of the system doesn't work a healthcare system is kind of bad here I'm not gonna lie it, well, it's better than most places, but it takes like eight months plus to get just your bag checked out. That's because everything here is very, it's too complicated where Brazil is too loose. You know, here it's like everything you have to do, it has to be like made through a formula and you have to get rights from the police. And something that I enjoy going to Berlin, for example, is that you can have like street markets. We, we can have street, street markets here, but it takes like more than a year to set up and you need like people checking if, uh, checking if everything is good and you need some uh, a professional license for selling, selling stuff and you need this and that and this and that. And, and then if it doesn't work there, go there and it just continues like, continues like this, this box. It just keeps going into and gets deeper and deeper. And that's where Brazil is better because it's more loose. <laughs> In that kind of sense. 
One, one, maybe like we already like approaching twenty-seven minutes. So uh, I, I have like maybe one or two last questions. So uh, okay, but did you grow up with your mom kind of being nostalgic about Brazil, like not nostalgic, but you know, like um, idolizing it in some way or criticizing it a lot? I mean, was it was this a topic when you grew up that the country of origin was the greatest of all countries? On this in, in my point of view, it was actually. Um, not my mom being that way, but more my dad, um, like Danes criticizing our culture, but my mom being very open to it. Uh, after all, she lived here uh, over half her life um, and learned a new language and everything. She ha haven't been very criticizing. The only thing uh, she criticizes um, was the same things like Daniel and I mentioned. Um If I have to describe how I feel in that in that whole complete thing, it's like the potato came from from South South America. I'm that potato, but instead of just putting salt and pepper on it, I put spices on it. <laughs> That's how I would uh, describe myself as as being a Dane. That's very cool. And I think also like I don't. When we grew up, my mom weren't like really idolizing because I think. A lot of what my mom believe and what we believe in is that, of course, Denmark is very good in a lot of things, but there it's not completely bad. You know, nothing is really good or bad. It's given circumstances. You know, if you're really rich, Brazil is perfect. You know, low taxes, nice beaches, it's perfect. But if you're broke, it's it's bad. If you're really rich in Denmark, move out. Like move out. It's stupid <laughs> being here. But if you're if you're like just a normal person, you go to Denmark. It's really good, you know. So it's always depends on where you're staying and everything like that. I have a I have a question for you guys, um, and it's related to your dad. Uh, when it comes to you guys growing up with a lot of music, eating rice and beans, eating uh, speaking three different languages at home. Uh, how how do you guys do you guys see your dad growing up as well in that process? Yeah. He he was uh, definitely he was liking it because that's why he took a wife from Brazil. Um <laughs> but yeah some some things has been criticizing but it's, in general i don't think there weren't any bad things regarding culture between our parents but but did your dad become more brazilian in the process like is he also now uh... he 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 believes so he believes so um i think a lot of people have heard it he no, believes so he, uh, he's he's what i think a lot of people will call us as well but he's a gringo And he will always be, and no matter what he does, he still believes he's world like perfectly good at Portuguese. He's not. Um, he also thinks he can dance salsa. He can't. Um, so, so in that like, sense, yeah, there is salsa, but it, that's not even Brazilian, man. He, he he's he's saying that he's good at salsa, yeah, being a Spanish thing or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> you see the problem, right? Samba, it's samba, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's not that exactly, but you see the problem. He still says it's it's he's good at salsa, which he is not because. But well, yeah, it's also a dad's like job to be a bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but... 
<laughs> okay. So from my side, I I think uh, I don't know, Selva. Do you have any? I I just have this uh, like uh, this uh, interesting story comes to to my mind from these two guys here. Like uh, two or three weeks ago, it was my birthday, and uh, we celebrated in a summer house. And I get so proud because I was like, we were a few people, not that many, and they were there with their mom, and they were dancing. It was it suddenly felt like the family. And from my perspective, because I'm also like uh, the Cuban mom, I feel like, wow, this is really family to see as they were talking about the different generations dancing together, uh, me combing their hair. In one, one episode, I was dancing with Marco. And after two minutes, and I was like, wow. And it was actually salsa. It was not samba. <laughs> yeah, that was salsa. That was salsa. Yeah, that was salsa. And then I I said to him, Marco, you're so good. So, of course. I always dance with my mom. So uh, that was <laughs> really cute. And then we had a, a dancing session for Marco and Danny. And my God, they are just amazing. And I think that comes from the Brazilian side. <laughs> That's something I also must say. I am grateful for being half Brazilian that way, or whatever you want to call it, have Brazilian heritage, whatever. It can be confusing. But Danish people can't dance. That's also part of it. They can't. They can't. And, and that's where, I, again, I am 100% Danish, but I can feel my, my very black grandparents sitting on my shoulders saying, you need to dance, boy. Like, <laughs> it's, I, I literally think it's just that it's not only Danes. It's everyone uh, living in a single culture household. Um people need a bit of culture in their lives. They need to expand their view of what's going on besides their own little country yeah. to have a better understanding on how to treat people and how to act in, in certain manners and stuff. And just to follow up on that, like, I, I, and that's that goes also for, like, let's not be all oh, white people. Like, it goes for, especially here in Denmark, when people immigrant, they want to be, like, in these closed-off communities with people from their hometown, which is for me personally, that seems weird because why would you take the gift of being able to see things from, from more than one perspective? That was, that's what makes, in my opinion, you truly unique and, and, and gives you an intellect above other people is being able to, to take this and look like, okay, of course I have like, I have a different skin color. I look different, but how are their point of view? Okay, I also understand that. And that's where you can find this kind of middle ground where we can fluctuate between and, and know what's what's good and right and know where we stand. And we have like, I feel like we have more opinions than a lot of people because we know a lot of the good and the bad of both sides, you know? And it gives us a, like a whole wider spectrum of things we can pull from and, and take inspiration from. Um, Okay, I think this is a really good concluding remark, or Salva? <laughs> yes, and I, I am very grateful for you guys uh, participate and saying yes to this uh, to this interview. It's it super cool. Yeah. thank you very much. Really, no worries.
Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode and will listen to the whole series. The podcast is part of the International Families Project. The International Families Project was founded by the European Union under the Erasmus Plus funding scheme. You can find out more about the project at hostingtransformation.eu slash project slash international minus families. If you have any comments or would like to contact us, please write us an email to internationalfamilies2023 at gmail.com. You can find the web address of the project and the contact details also in the show notes. All the best! Bye! 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 <laughs>